Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, blogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, vlogs such as 5 Minutes with a G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, Audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify, Mixcloud and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and our official website www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat The pitch is where we sleep And the pitch is where we talk Welcome to The Straight Shooting View Hey what's up people, my name is Straight Shooting LJ and welcome to another episode of The Straight Shooting View Now I'm going to split this into two parts and the reason being is because there's kind of two different things that end up kind of being one and the same <clears throat> and I want to look at one club players but also football as a business as well and ambition so I'm going to call this one club players ambition and football business because those three things all decide, especially nowadays, whether someone is going to be a one-club player or not. Because you look at recently, with Aston Village captain Jack Grealish moving to Manchester City, and more on that later. Grealish had been, at that point, a one-club player. About £100 million, Villa can't turn that down and add some sound business. But I said more on that a bit later. But you look at Ryan Giggs, Francesco Totti, Paolo Maldini, among others. Matthew Letizia, let's throw him in too. And also, you look at certain players who could have been one-club players such as Lionel Messi, who's now gone to PSG after, what, 20, 21 years at Barcelona. So it's one of them where it's like, that was more of a financial issue with the Messi thing, which I will probably do a deep dive into on another episode of the Straight Shooting View. So keep an eye out for that. But it is one of them where I just look at it as ambition. Ambition can be the key in terms of someone staying as a one-club player. Because there are a lot of players out there who have the ambition to win things. Not just for their home club, but just to win things in general. And Jack Grealish to Manchester City, in part, I think will have been down to Jack Grealish's ambition to win things. But I said more on that a bit later. But for me as well, you look at certain guys that I mentioned... Ryan Giggs, Francesco Totti, and especially Paolo Maldini. These guys, as one club players, pretty much won, they ran the gamut and pretty much won everything they could at club level. So it's one of them where their ambition was actually matched by the club that they were at. So it's one of them where it's like, okay, that might not have been a hard decision for them to stay there. But someone like Matthew Letizia, who spent his whole career at Southampton, 
in terms of elite level one club player, he'd spent his whole career at Southampton as a Premier League player. So that was one of them ones. That had to be hard for him at some points. He had to have thought to himself, if I leave this club, I might actually win something. I remember that was Southampton in the 90s as well, where Letizia had players around him like Barry Venison in the twilight of his career, Francis Benali, among others. So wasn't exactly a great time for that club. If anything, they're a lot better now. A lot better at producing players now as well, but that's a different story for me as a Liverpool supporter. But it's one of them where I just look at it as if your home club can't match your ambition, then you've really not got much of another option but to move on. And as I said, with someone like Jack Grealish, who you could tell wanted to stay at Villa, and if it had been less of a bid than 100 million, he probably would have stayed. But it's one of them where it's like your ambition, and especially after the run that England had to the Euro 2020 final, it's one of them where it's like it boosted his stock immeasurably. So Villa, I think, played a masterstroke. But I said more on that later in the second part. But it's a case of with with one club players, I said the club has to be able to match your ambition for you to stay as a one club player. But I think nowadays, because there is so much money swimming around in football, I said you look at 100 million for Jack Grealish. I mean, how much would Paolo Maldini have been worth if someone would have tried to get him? If someone had tried to get Paolo Maldini back in the day, good God, that would have cost a lot. Because you look at Christian Vieri, how much he moved for. So <laughs> it was one of them where it's like Maldini probably would have been twice that. One of the greatest defenders I've ever seen in my time watching football. And then you look at someone like, say, Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs was at Man United his entire career. And whilst he was there, they were on top. So those guys didn't necessarily have to make that decision or even think or contemplate making that decision. I mean, you look at someone like, say, Steven Gerrard as well, who was nearly a one-club player for his whole career. He spent a season at LA Galaxy. And that was his swan song. Real shame. I would have loved for him to have been a one-club player for us. And I would have loved, for his sake, to have won the title in 2014. But bygones be bygones. I don't blame him with the slip and all that. Anyone who blames him, I still think, is a moron. And I've always felt that. But, for me, as I said, it's one of them with some guys. And Gerard had a decision to make in 2005. In regards to ambition... I wouldn't have blamed him if he'd left us for Chelsea because at that time, we were light years behind Chelsea. So I wouldn't have blamed him for leaving. I would have been ticked off, of course, to see your captain, your talisman, your standard bearer, your leader, your lion heart leave. That would have hurt. But you wouldn't have been able to blame him for it. I mean, someone like, say, Raheem Sterling, I don't blame him for leaving us when he did. Because as a club, we were in a bit of a mess. And we were about to obviously transition from Brendan Rodgers to Jurgen Klopp. And the transition process in terms of managers always takes about a year or two to really mould the team and see where the direction's going. So it's one of them, and that direction was amazing. But 
as I've said before, I don't think Raheem Sterling would have developed into the player that he is today if he'd stayed with us. Because the club wasn't in the right spot. Wasn't in the right position. But it is one of them where I just see it, I just see it as with, um, <clears throat> with one club players, it's a lot more difficult. And I, th I think that unfortunately, the era of the one club player is a bygone one. You will see exceptions every now and then, but they will be few and even more few and far between than they used to be. One person I do think will potentially end up as a one-club player for Liverpool is Trent Alexander-Arnold. And I think that because at the end of the day, as a club, I think we've already matched his ambition. Because he's won the Champions League with us and was a major part of it. He's won the Premier League with us and was a major part of that. So I think as a club, we've already matched his ambition. Now it's to go and be bigger, better, do it again, do it again, repeat defeat. Because that's a measure of any great team if you can repeat defeat, not just do it once. So I could see him already at what 22 years old I could see him already being a one club player but if he does move on it's like well he could at least he could say well I won I won everything I wanted to at the club I did it early and then I had a long fruitful career here but um but as I said I think I very much do think with the money in football with the money in football nowadays it's a lot harder to be a one club player because if you are getting a bid in of say two, three hundred million for one player, you can't turn that down. Look at Barcelona with Messi. Look at how much it took. I think it's like 35 million euros a year that Messi will be getting paid. So it's like, you can't turn that down. And as much as Messi didn't want to leave Barcelona, there was, there's a lot of financial things moving behind the scenes and a lot of threats being handed down by the powers that be, whether it be La Liga or UEFA. So Barcelona really couldn't afford to keep him. Even if he did take a 50% wage cut, as has been rumoured that Messi offered, that still wouldn't have been enough. So it's one of them where it's like, I said, I'll go into that on another Straight Shoot Review episode. But it is one of them. I said, ambition counts for a hell of a lot. But as I just mentioned with Barcelona, there's the business side of football as well, which is just as crucial in my view. Just as crucial. Because a club might want to keep you, but it might be in their best interest to actually sell you. Come to an agreement and sell you. Which brings me on to the Jack Grealish deal. And I'm going to let you listen to some of my views that I dropped to the G-Man, Nathan Arsenal and JBK just after the Grealish deal happened. And also talk, I talked about Christian Perslow and the statement that he came out with after the Grealish deal had been done, which Gary Lineker congratulated him for his honesty. But have a listen to this and I'll see you on the other side. You know what, yeah? I understand, Gav, that, that you wish your owners would be, your owner would be like this transparent as Christian Perslow, the CEO of Villa. But 
for me, all that convinces me of him coming out and actually addressing it is that the extension was tactical. And at the end of the day, I've got no issue with Christian Perslow, by the way. He was one of the guys, along with Martin Broughton and a, and a couple of others, who got us who got us bought by FSG. So Christian Perslow, yeah, I have no issue with him at all. He was our, I think, I think he was our managing director for a while as well. So yeah, got no problem with Perslow. But it is one of them ones where if you listen to what he says, and he, it's like a five-minute statement. But to me. It's basically admitting, you know what? Football is a business. We came to an agreement. Grealish, Grealish signed last year and basically helped us out by letting us put in this release clause. Because he talked about, oh, if a suitable... Like, there were suitors potentially last year. But it seemed like Villa were like, well, oh God, we might end up in, only getting like 15 million for him. We better sign him up to a contract before he walks <clears throat> before he walks for cheap. So it's one of them ones. Villa have done, in my opinion, a smart move. And like I vlogged about last year, it's one of them where it's like tactical tactical contract extensions. If you know you've got a player who is a star on the rise, what is the first thing you always do? Sign him up to a long-term deal. And you sign them up to a long-term deal because you know that their star is on the rise and the bigger they get the more money you can command and if they're in a long-term deal you know legally you've got every right to say well if you want him 100 mil because remember barcelona did that with Lionel messi his like release clause what back in well before obviously this contract expired just before he signed that contract it came out that his release clause was at 260 million or something like that which was absurd at that time i remember this was a few years before neymar went to psg so villa for me have played an absolute masterstroke them and Grealish together absolute masterstroke and also as well, it's one of them ones, it's a win-win for both entities. Literally a win-win for both. <clears throat> Villa get the 100 million windfall, which they've basically already spent. And as Perslow said, like they had plans to not replace Grealish directly, which is very smart. It was, it was one of them ones, it was like, remember when Suarez left, left Liverpool and I was like, you know what? What one doesn't want to do, others will do. Villa have gone and done that. Because even as as Perslow actually said, all right, we're not going to, like, we've had the plan. Because look how quickly they got Danny Ings and Buendia and um, Leon Bailey. Look how quickly they got those guys in. Danny Ings came out of nowhere, that deal, and that was 30 mil. <laughs> so Villa knew this was, Villa, I think, knew this was coming for a while so it's one of them where it's like as, as they said man city made an acceptable offer it's like cool off your pop we'll get 100 million quid because he's got years left on his contract boom done and they've already and i said and as perslow said they've not tried to replace Grealish like for like they've gotten in three guys 
who have attributes of Grealish. So they've strengthened, so if anything, yes, they've lost their captain, but they've signed three quality players to replace him. Not just one, not just spunking it all on one. Villa, I said Villa have played an absolute masterstroke with this. They really, really have. And I think it's one of them where <laughs> it's like City have obviously got their man, the man that they want. But it's one of them I said, Perslow basically admitted that the whole thing was a work. He literally, literally admitted it if you look between the lines. He's like, well, football's a business. Us as a club, Aston Villa and Grealish came to an agreement that um, he'd signed an extension. We put a huge release clause in, and if a suitable bid came in, he could leave. It's pretty much what Perslow said, almost word for word. So, it's one of them was, to me, that's not transparency. That's just basically, to coin some wrestling vernacular, that's a worked shoot. It's like, yeah, I'm being honest with you about the business and the duplicity that is modern football. And that, to me, was Christian Perslow's statement in a nutshell. Yeah, so it's one of them ones where, yeah, you see, you've heard my views about the Grealish deal and Christian Perslow being quote-unquote honest with the fans. And I said, football is very much a business nowadays. So I said, being a one-club player is a lot more difficult. And look at the allure of a team like a Manchester City to a guy like Jack Grealish, who, who is young, he's ambitious, he wants to be successful. And I think he realised that he was not going to necessarily achieve that level of success with Aston Villa, with all due respect to him. But you look at Villa straight away, they went and improved their squad, not just with one player, but with three. So what one won't do or can't do, three will be able to do. So I think I think it's one of them was where with Villa, they could be stronger without Greenish. Of course they didn't want to get rid of their captain, but that money being that hundred million being funneled back into the side, so one of them was it just makes financial sense. And that's where finance and ambition can cause someone not to be a one-club player, whether they want to or not. Hand might get forced sometimes. But you know what? I want to know your views. The era of the one-club player. Is it a bygone era? Comment section is below. Also as well, also as well, I want to know. Ambition and the business behind football. How much of an impact does that have on whether players stay as one club players and how often they move on. I'm not saying everyone's going to do a Nicholas Anelka and play for 25 clubs in their career, but if you're following the money, well, you got to get that money when you can. So let me know your views. Comment section is below. I have been straight shooting LJA. Remember, www.pitch-talk.com is the official website. Join the footballing revolution. We are working so hard to create. YouTube.com forward slash pitch talk for all of our videos, including coaching with JBK, the straight shooting view, and episodes of five minutes with the G. On our website, you can hear 
via the RSS feed on the podcast page of our website. You can hear all of our podcast episodes. You can also see our YouTube videos there as well. Connect with us on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Twitter.com forward slash pitch talk at pitch talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we're up to. Facebook.com forward slash pitch talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution. We are working so hard to create. Also, also at Pitch Talk on Instagram as well for vlog previews, pictures and much, much more up there. We are on... We are on Podbean, Podomatic, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are on Verbal at V-U-R-B-L at at Get G-E-T Verbal on Twitter. Give them a follow. We are Verbal Ambassadors and proud to be so. Find us on, that's it, Podbean, Podomatic, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. You can find us on Deezer as well. Player FM. Import our RSS feed and listen via Player FM if that's your podcast player of choice. Also, you can visit our website for information as well. Also, we're on Reddit as well. Pitch Talk on Reddit. So, you know where to find us on our website, social media as well. I have been Straight Shooting LJA and I will see you soon on the straight shooting view. Comment section is below, peeps. See you next time. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website. www.pitch-talk.com.